The following podcast is a production of Hardly Awesome Studios in association with the network. Find us at BICBP-radio.com. And welcome to another episode of Carter and Chris vs. Evil. I am Carter, one of your co-hosts. I'm Chris. My other co-host. And we're here to battle evil. <laughs> Lots of show. it. That's the show. So listen as we battle evil. And then I'll just insert right. a whole bunch of battle sounds and shit. There we go. that guy from army of darkness you know you can count on my steel <laughs> exactly dude um yes dude carter and chris versus evil this is a special episode that all the history creepers get to listen to typically you'd have to be a creeper clubhouse member this is something you fit get on our patreon but this week we're we're dropping it for everyone to get a chance at listening because we're updating our format uh we're doing some fun stuff in terms of how we're going to do this episode also johnny wasn't feeling good we were supposed to do history creeps and then Johnny was just like, Yeah, my throat's not doing so well. Folks. And really it's a podcast, so like what are we you know? Yeah. Johnny yeah. can't talk, like what are we supposed to do? So yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he's like, I got the black lung pop. <laughs> Remember that movie, dude? Yep. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, this is Carter and Chris versus Evil, where where Carter and I talk horror. We talk all kinds of horror stuff. And so this week we're gonna give it a we're just gonna kind of give it a um we're going to give it a shot on the new format because typically what we do is we watch horror movies and we're talking about them, but we want to change it up and have all kinds of horror talk, horror news, yep. topics in horror, uh, and then discuss TV, books, whatever, right? So we're going to kick it off with the news. A couple things I wanted to bring up, dude. Did you see the Halloween Kills trailer? Yes, I just saw it last night, actually. Oh, so fresh. It's fresh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How did you feel? Uh, well, first of all, I was up here I was up here with my dad, and it came on in front of a YouTube video we were getting ready to watch. And my dad goes, Jesus Christ, another Halloween. And I'm like, and I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm like, you don't understand. I'm like, this is a different timeline. Like, this is a whole other thing. Like, none of the other movies. Did you, you have know, to sit count. down and explain how they're doing? Yes, I was like, there's like, there's like twenty different timelines in this fucking, yeah, yeah. in this film series. It's ridiculous. I was like, she's already died once, Dad. <laughs> she's already died once in one of right. the timelines. So, so really, she can't be back. But she's back, so who cares, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you uh, saw the but, trailer. Dude, it, was, it was pretty awesome. Like okay. it looks, it looks, it looks like uh, a more fucking brutal version of Halloween too. Like the original Halloween too. Yeah. Oh, you know what for I'm sure. saying? Like for sure. Let me ask you something. Did you see it? Did, did you have the moment that all Halloween fans had when they saw this trailer? Dude, the fucking masks. Silver dude, I lost Shamrock. my shit at the silver <laughs> sand. Like, oh, dude, I was like over there. My dad's looking at me like, what is the what? So so they're Halloween masks. So what? And I'm like, Jesus Yo. Christ, now I gotta explain this too. There's another <laughs> timeline with just one movie all by itself. I was like, I was like, think of it, think of it like George Lazenby doing on Her Majesty's Secret Service and then never doing a Bond movie again. I was like, think of it like that. Yeah. This like, it uh, doesn't count. It's like, you know, but dude, as soon as I saw that, I flipped. I was like, holy shit and then i was like because at first they only show the one and then it flashes to the next but so when i see that first i'm like oh that's awesome they're doing this little wink this little nod right but then i saw the other ones and i was like okay i love that whatever they're doing here what's this guy that's writing it somebody green david somebody or gordon green yeah dude the fact that he's just like you know what three needs the respect that it deserves 
Like we're break, we're bringing this into canon. Like this exists. Silver Shamrock exists. And does that now mean that he's bringing the paranormal mystical side to this now? You know what I mean? D- does that cult have anything to do with Michael Myers and why he can't be killed? Well, the thing is, if you watch Halloween three, remember yeah. there's that scene where Tom Atkins, uh, I think he's like in a bar or yeah. something like that. And, uh, he looks over and you know, how all bars had fucking, those televisions mounted up there like when we were you know back in the 80s and stuff those big ass uh you know unwieldy televisions and he's what and they're showing halloween yeah they're showing the first halloween movie so like so i I mean i don't like does it exist in the universe does it does it not like since these are all sequels to the first movie do we literally ignore everything else which, to be fair, I'm kind of okay with because I never got into all that bullshit in the first place. So I have no idea about <laughs> any of that shit anyway. And call me a fucking casual. That's fine. But when I was a kid, there were three Star Wars movies. Yeah, right. That's all um, that mattered. Um, no, dude, I feel like I feel like what they're doing is they're, they're kind of – because they said anything that happens after one, right, do away with. It doesn't exist in this world. I think they're looking at three saying, you know, like we do like this. We like this kind of idea. How can we kind of play with it and and enter our world with it? You know, and obviously, you know, when they did that, there was going to be the wink, wink, nudge, nudge to the fan, the hardcore fan that's going to look at that and go, holy motherfucking shit. And when I say hardcore fan, I mean the ones who see Halloween three and appreciate it for the film that it is. You know what I mean? Yes. You know what I mean? It's like I'm one of those people because there's people who see it and they're like, oh, that's the worst Halloween of them all. There's no Michael Myers. Those fucking people, those fucking people have never seen have never seen Busta Rhymes. Sorry, Busta. I love you, man. (laughs) But those fucking people have never seen Busta Rhymes doing karate on fucking Michael Myers in Resurrection. So they don't know about Uh, a bad Halloween movie, man. Dude, dude, they don't know. Dude. Um, And that shit, that shit even has like Starbuck from Battlestar Galactica. And it's still. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, exactly. Um, but you were a fan of the 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 kind of reboot that they did, the sequel reboot. Because it wasn't a reboot overall, like it was just a sequel reboot. We still hold the first as the you don't touch it, right? You leave that yeah, alone. Exactly. You don't fuck with that shit. And like I'm see, that's the thing is as a Halloween fan, like it's not anything new. You know, we got that with Halloween four. Yeah. Yep. You know, technically four, five, and six in that canon, she's already dead, right? So it's all about uh, in Halloween four and five, it's all about uh, his niece, who is an awesome person, by the way. Yeah. What's I can't think of her name right now. Danielle Harris. Daniel Harris. She's Thank you. fucking awesome, dude. Fucking she signed my copy of Killer Bud, bro. Oh, nice. She signed my copy of Killer Bud. I'm going to um, have her, I'm gonna have to ever sign my, my hatchet. Oh, dude, you got to get that figure. shit signed. You got to get that shit signed. Um, and then six, remember six is like, it's fucking Paul Rudd doing, doing Tommy yes, Doyle, which is awesome. Right. I love right. that. Uh, and then in seven, suddenly she's back alive again mm-hmm. and four, five, and th- three, four, five, and six didn't happen. Right. Right. You know, so like we're in a way we're, we're we all, know. We know what yeah, this is about, yeah. Right. And then, and then at the beginning of eight, she died. Yeah. It's and, then, like- and then zombie remade one and two. Well, he remade one and then he sort of remade two. <laughs> what were your thoughts on that? On the, on the zombie remakes? I liked the first one, but after the first, I like the first 20 or 30 minutes of Halloween two, okay. because it really feels like a straight solid remake of Halloween two. And then when he veers off into Lori being crazy and all this other, I'm not down with that. And then you, and then, then he committed the Cardinal <laughs> sin. dude. He made Loomis a douchebag. And he Ooh. killed him. I don't like that, especially when he got Malcolm McDowell, dude. That's like the only guy that could do that could play that role. You know what I'm saying? Like, and be like, okay, yeah, I'm cool with that. You know, I like, agree. He's a yeah. I see. I'm a fan of zombie. I'm a fan of Rob Zombie stuff. I, yeah, I, I am. I, too. I love. Been. I love House of a Thousand Corpses. Like, yeah, out of there's the three people of those, who don't that's like probably that, my right? favorite one. I love that one, dude. I love that. I just well, I love like- Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's probably why I love that movie. Right. If you because like, for me, it feels like he brought back the splatter horror, like yeah. that kind of stuff, right? Dude, I dude, me and my buddy had to show them our IDs to get into House of a Thousand Corpses. That's awesome, dude. Dude, oh, <laughs> And it was, and we were just like, our faces were melting off. 
Dude, horror. It was so awesome. Younger horror fans today will never know the pains of not being able to see movies because you weren't old enough. So you had to wait till they came out on VHS. And depending on which like video store you're at, if the clerk was a dick, they weren't going to let you get it anyway, right? Like yep. you had to get somebody to get it for you. Like, yep. They're not going to get that. They get streaming. It's it's literally hand fed to them. Here, here's exactly. some of the best splatter horror. Watch it. And these kids are just like, ah, mom, 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 mom. Where we're I outside, mean, but, like which is, we're outside. But, there's the can we get some more, please? But, you know, but, like, but, like begging. You know, but in a way it's good you know because because yeah. of that these kids are discovering all these movies that they might not otherwise get to see because a lot of that shit that's true never never came out on dvd never came that's out true. on blu-ray you know it strictly existed on vhs yeah. and and so unless you have you unless you had a tape player and you know, now, in like, 2010, thank God. like you weren't gonna watch it, you know? Yeah, and thank God for like companies like Shout Factory or Scream Factory that are putting out movies that you never Dude. would have seen on Blu-ray, and okay. all of a sudden they're on Blu-ray. You're like, Wait, I have, what? I have a story. I have a story for you. Uh oh. So whenever I go to Days of the Dead, uh, here in town, uh, fucking Vinegar Syndrome always has a booth there. And it's they're like my crack dealers, dude. It's like I can't I can't not go over there and walk away with like like the last time I, the last time we went, I think I bought Penitentiary Two and Penitentiary Three, and like uh, they they sell Arrow videos there too. So I think I think I bought yeah. like uh, I think I bought like the stuff and like all this, dude. Nice. And it's just like it's like it's like they're just take my money. Like, just take my – and you're right, Shout Factory. I just bought their Fly box set. Oh, nice. It's got all dude. the Fly movies in it, dude. Wow, nice. <sighs> That's going to be nice. But, yeah, dude, it's it's good stuff. So I can't wait to see Halloween Kills. This is going to be fun. And I, I heard there, there's one more after that, Halloween yeah, Ends. The, Halloween Ends. They're going to do one more after. And I feel like that's cool. Like, have yeah. – you know, know where – You're done. The end point. Along. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Know where the end point is. Don't be J.J. Abrams with Lost. Have a complete storyline ready to go and ready to shoot. And, I mean, the other thing we didn't talk about before we move on with the, with the next Halloween is the return of Tommy and Lindsay. Can we talk about that? We have to talk about that. Yeah, because, yeah. Because this is actually the original Lindsay Wallace. This is the little girl from the very first Halloween movie. She's still working. She's on one of those real housewife shows, but she used to be a nurse on ER for like the entire run of the show. Really? Yes. Wow. Um, and she is the original Lindsay and she's coming back to play Lindsay. Now the kid that played Tommy is no longer acting. So what are you going to do? You got to replace him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul they got Rudd. Anthony. They got Anthony Michael Hall, dude. I was gonna say, get Paul Rudd. Just get no, him. They got it. I, 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 I would have been no. okay with that, but Anthony Michael Hall, it's like, okay, yeah, yeah, so I'm, good, I'm good. Like that's because he's a fucking beast now, dude. Like he doesn't look anything like he used to. No, in those movies back in the day. No, you no. know what? If they had Breakfast Club, the reunion, like it, like in high, like it was a real high school reunion, and he came back, he'd be that kid that everybody's like, holy he would shit, be, dude. Holy he shit. Would be. You know what I mean? He would be, dude. He would be. <laughs> Fuck Judd Nelson. He's yeah. going home with Molly Ringwald, yes, dude. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Judd Nelson will be like a principal now. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, man. That would be, you know what? That would actually, I would watch that Breakfast Club. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm serious. If Because that would be so fucked up if, if, uh, like if he, he became be, part of the became, establishment. Oh my God. If he right? became, and then he's like, and then he's like the principal in breakfast. Club. Oh wow, my God, dude. man. Okay. Let's write it. Anyway, I have one other yeah. thing to ask you. For, <laughs> I have one other thing to ask you about news uh, because I saw this. So you're, are you a fan of what Blumhouse is doing with this Halloween stuff? Yeah. Oh yeah. Did you I, s- dude, I have a lot of faith in Blumhouse. I think he's made a couple of missteps. Did but, you see they're redoing Firestarter? They're doing a reboot yes. of Firestarter? Yes. Are you in for that? I am totally in for that because it is time for the next generation to get the every generation needs Stephen King movies, man. Oh, like have you, yeah. have you seen have you seen the Carrie remake with, with Chloe Moretz? No, didn't see that one. Dude. It was good. Okay. You think plug it up is as bad as it gets? Okay. 
it gets they made plug it up so much worse wow like i didn't think it was possible for that to be worse really but it is so much worse see i've been now trying- the great part is the great part is judy greer is playing the gym teacher so you've got fucking okay. violet from okay. jawbreaker is now the gym teacher dude i t- and that is awesome my thing with this, and it's not even, it's not, I, I don't, I love King movies, and I don't know, maybe it's because of the ones we grew up with. It's, you know, you hold on to that. But I yeah. also, I didn't watch it, but I heard that Pet Cemetery wasn't good, dude. Like, it wasn't a good I haven't, I haven't watched it yet. I own it, uh, but I know they're doing another one. Like, they're rebooting it again. What the? F- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what? Pretend we didn't do that. We made a mistake. Let's erase it. Go watch Fright Night 2, New Blood. It's a third Fright Night remake. I shit you not. Oh, God. It's actually, some of it's pretty good. Some of it's pretty good. Anyway. um, So I bring this up about Blumhouse because did you see that what they're going to do now is they're taking another movie and saying, pretend all the other sequels didn't happen. And the one we're going to do is going to be the sequel to the original. Oh, the, the Exorcist. That's the right. Exorcist. That's right. They're doing Dude. The Exorcist. You know what? I actually like Exorcist 2. And I like I, I dig Exorcist three. Like Look, three, I, I feel think, like is one of those underrated I, ones. I don't feel like those are bad movies. Like I guess because we grew up in the eighties, where there are a lot of really bad sequels to stuff. Dude. Right. Like just bad. Dream a little dream two comes to mind. Yeah, I don't think I saw that, dude. Don't my friend Me too. <laughs> Don't like screw it. Do not Dude, do it. The only good part about that is that it's the two of them. Like that. It's Heyman Feldman. That's literally the only good part. About really? It. Yes. Cause it's like, I'll watch them do and you know, whatever it is. Like, I don't care, you know, but yeah, maybe it's, maybe it's because of that, that I don't find exorcist two to be. Sh- and, and you're right. Exorcist 3 has had like a resurgence in the last 10 years. Like Ooh. so many people, and it was never that it was a bad movie. It just doesn't, you know, it, it always got better. Respect. It, and, it, it, and if you go back and look, it always got better reviews than Exorcist 2. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Well, which yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> you, you can't go wrong with George C. Scott, man. You just uh, can't. No, 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 no. You definitely can't. But yeah, dude, I'm looking forward to this. I want to see how, what, like, what are they going to do with see, Exorcist? That's, that's my point is that, like, the thing with, with Stephen King, uh, I just heard that, and I can't remember the guy's name that's going to do it. I can't remember his name, but somebody is doing Christine. Mm-hmm. And if you go back and read Christine and then watch the movie, there's so much in the book that just was not physically possible to do yeah like without you know a hundred hundred fifty million dollar right but you know what i'm saying like there's 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 ways to do that now that's that are very inexpensive and that look very fucking good right so like the car chases a guy up some stairs right no you're right like there's there's you know and i would love to see that You know, I would love to see them bring back the storyline that he's running cocaine in the damn car. I want to see that. Like, that's what I want to see. Let me ask you this. Is the shining off limits? No, because Dr. Sleep was awesome. Not even just Dr. Sleep, but because the reason I say this is because it's famously known that the shining is not what Stephen King wrote. And he was very upset by it. So do we want to see the book, the shining on screen? Or do you want, do you know what I mean? No, they re- he remade it. When when was this? Wait, what? What? The, uh, TV, the TV movie you're talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about big film production. Oh, well, of, yeah. No, yeah. Okay, I would love to see but, that. I but, mean, is it, but is it because Kubrick put, you know, there's certain movies that when you have it out there, it's like you kind of don't touch them like The Godfather. You know what I mean? Like, Well, yeah, you, like you're saying like as far as, yeah. As, okay. Well, here's, here's, here's my thing. Uh I get what you're saying because, because like for me, see, for me, when you talk about Kubrick, like in particular, mm-hmm. you know, it's not, it's not The Shining. Right. Like when I think of Kubrick, I think of like Full Metal Jacket or 2001 or, um, I mean, shit, even Lolita, 
you know, I, that's what I think of when I think of Stanley Kubrick, not necessarily the shining. Okay. So if somebody, if somebody was coming out and saying, Oh, we're going to remake full metal jacket. No, the fuck you're not <laughs> like, that's not something that needs to be done. You ever. didn't see Michael Bay's you doing know? that dude. Oh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. dude. Can you imagine, dude? You'd be like, I'm done. But I wouldn't stop I wouldn't the show. I'm done. That, <laughs> you just like, leave, you know, like fucking Michael Bay has his place. Uh, okay. Don't get me wrong. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Michael Bay has his place. Yeah. The first Transformers movie is actually a lot better than it had any right to be at that point in time. Gotcha. No, yeah, but I get you. So, yeah, so Kubrick, okay, yeah, you could definitely remake it and go with it. Don't worry. That's why I think Dr. Sleep is a good movie because, like, it it does its own thing with The Shining without remaking it because it's contextualized, right? The In in Dr. Sleep, it's set up that The Shining is told through Jack's eyes, right? Right. So everything that we see in flashback in Dr. Sleep is through Danny's eyes. Right. So it makes sense that he might uh, see his mother in a different way. So she looks a little bit different. Right. You know, or that, uh, or, or that his dad looks more like Henry Thomas than Jack Nicholson. You know, all of those things like that work within the context of the story. So I think if you find a way to do it that way. I've, I've not seen that. I'm going to have to check that out. You need to see it. You see again. See this it. is another one of the movies where I've heard kind of the reaction was like, eh, I don't know if you want to see that. I liked it. Oh, I so thought it was really good. You would consider this an underrated sequel? Yeah, I might. Well, because I kind of saw the ending coming. Uh huh. But even even knowing what was coming, I was still hyped. Okay. Because it was like, okay, you've set this up. Now I need to see this. Like, I need to That's see this That's the best. Happen. Even if you know it's coming, it's like you want yeah. to now. You're like, oh, man, yeah. you better like, give me what yeah, I want to see. Give it to me, dude. Give it to me. And gotcha. it, it delivered on that. Gotcha. It delivered on that. Well, I think this is a good time for a transition, dude, because we are talking underrated, underrated sequel for our topic. So before we do, we're going to cut to a commercial break. We'll be right back. person died if you track michael's victims that's a straight line to michael's childhood home what do we do we fight let's hunt him down michael myers is flesh and blood but a man couldn't have survived that fire the more he kills the more he transcends He's the essence of evil. So we're talking underrated sequels, uh, typically underrated sequels in horror. Um, and right away we started, so we said it before, so I'm going to bring it up. Exorcist three. 
you know, for me, this is one of those ones that, you know, and you're right, man, what's going on that all of a sudden it's getting this kind of resurgence. It's getting this respect now where people are like, wow, let's revisit It's the same thing that's happening with like Halloween three, like we were talking about earlier. It's the same thing that's happening with that. And like, uh, even I've even found like, there's a lot, like ever since, I don't know if you remember this. Do you remember back in, in about maybe 2004 um, when DVD was like in its prime, right? And and everything was getting, you know, re- like like all the diehard movies got a oh, big fat yeah. box set and yeah. all the, okay, they put out this alien box, right? There was all four movies, but it was also director's cuts and special editions of all four movies. Wow, so okay. two on there that had never been seen before, right? So they've got this assembly cut of Alien 3 on there that is damn near three hours long and it is amazing. And because, (laughs) and because of that, the movie's getting new respect, which I love because I love alien three. I think it's a good movie. (laughs) So your, your, your thinking is along the lines of that, you know, the things that, you, you hear more about like the exorcist TV show came out. So people are interested. They go back and revisit it. The fact that you can now get it on Blu-ray things that are being re-released. People start to see this. I get it for me. I feel like when it comes to Halloween three though, uh, which again is another completely underrated sequel or was not anymore. It's got the respect, right? But um, it didn't used to. And I feel like for me, it wasn't about going back and watching it again and being like, wow, this is great for me. I loved that movie from the first time I saw it and I wasn't (laughs) like legit. Like I remember feeling confused. Like why wasn't there a Michael Myers, but like, I loved the story and I loved what was happening. And I loved the fact that there was these masks that could kill you. And like, and who doesn't love the jingle? You know what I mean? Like it gets stuck in your head nonstop. So I always loved it, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. That ending is just, that's just solid. That's just solid right, right there, man. It's, it's fucking beautiful, man. But I've loved that up for, you know, I, I've always loved it. And so I, and I I'm never understood people, why did people come back to it and say they liked it all of a sudden? I, I, and I, I am one of the people that came back to it later on and, and, and rewatched it and was like, okay, you know what? This actually isn't bad. This is a good movie. Like I, you know, I, yeah. I, I took out the fact that there was no Michael Myers. Yeah. And my anger that there was no Myers <laughs> and like, you know, went on with kind of watching the movie and it, yeah, it's, I mean, it is a good flick. I, yeah. I, I get that. I think a lot of people dismissed it because there was no Michael Myers. You and know I, I get that. Like I, I can understand that. You and know? I think it maybe for me, it was that I think I had, you know, known ahead of time. Like I knew watched before watching it or no, maybe it was right after I found out there was Michael Myers and I was kind of confused that I had learned that it was supposed to be uh, an anthology type thing. And this was the intent of this movie. So don't look for Michael Myers. I was like, okay, so let me get into this. What are, what's the season of the witch? Tell me about that now. Right. Um, yeah. And I thought they were going to keep going with that next. Like there was going to be a sequel and, to that. And I feel, well, that's the thing is that from what I understand, Carpenter was trying to turn it into an anthology series. Yes, he was. So like every Halloween you'd get a different, well, I think that's Halloween what they, movie, the initial you know? thing was to, but then, uh, but then they wanted Michael Myers bad. Like they're like, no, it was so good. So he wrote two to kind of appease them. And when they wanted him back for three, he was just like, okay, but we're doing this. Cause this was supposed to be two, you know, um, dude, I mean, I don't know what, so for you, what else, what else do you, would you consider an underrated sequel in horror? <sighs> um, would you say evil dead two is an underrated sequel to the original? No, because I like that one better than the first. One. Right, it feels like there are certain <laughs> ones that aren't underrated. They're like definitely. They're definitely. Superior. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I was gonna say uh, uh, species two. Ooh, okay, really. That's that's kind of an underrated one, man. And um, I mean, there is like a cheese factor to it. Yeah, but I think sometimes. Not all the time, but sometimes when movies have that and kind of lean into it a little bit, yeah, it can be fun. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Species, the first species, I snuck into that motherfucker, and that shit scared me. It didn't matter how many scenes of her naked you showed yeah. me; that shit was scary. Like, yeah. 
I remember that's, seeing it. That on shit a, scared the hell out of me, man. I saw it on a free weekend when we got like the Cinemax or the HBO for the weekend yeah. where it said dial this number to order it. And so you get this movie. I'm like, nobody else is up. I'm watching this, right? And it was like, oh, naked lady. It was like, oh no, I don't want to. Oh, yeah, yeah, wait, yeah. You're like, no, no, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> this is fucked up. This is not, this is not, no, what the hell? You know, um, but on the other hand, you know, looking at that movie, looking at the first species now, not only does it have a fucking stacked cast, mm-hmm. I mean, you got you got Michael Madsen, you got fucking Alfred Molina, Ben Kingsley, Forrest Whitaker's in that shit. Wow. You know? And the young Sill is actually Michelle Williams. So there's a fucking there's two Academy Award winners in there that movie go. now. Um and it's just there's so much good stuff. There's so many good lines. There's so many good uh, uh, action pieces. You know, I love the finale in the sewer with the flamethrowers and stuff. That's just genius. And so I feel like the the first movie leaned more into the horror and a lot of the uh, the kind of more along the lines of an alien movie. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Whereas the second one feels like it's trying to go bigger, mm-hmm. but it's I guess it doesn't. Ne- yeah, it doesn't necessarily succeed, but it's still a good movie. It's still yeah. fun to watch. I'll tell you, for me, one also, and you threw cheese in there, and it made me think of this one because not it's not completely cheese. There are some parts that are cheesy, and the, and the ending is is rough. But just like season the witch, this is a movie that. From the beginning, I've always loved it. I don't know why, but I've always loved this movie. And it's because I love this series. But um, A New Nightmare. Wes Craven's A New Nightmare. I like New Nightmare, man. I do too. But dude, for it, there's a lot of people from the day it came out that was just like, this is garbage. Like, are you kidding? Right. And that ending is is a little, you know, it's a little rough. Uh, but overall... Dude, I've always loved that movie. I always loved how meta it was, how it became this kind of very aware of itself thing. Yep. Um, you know, the characters were themselves. They were the actors. They weren't. They weren't characters, right? Yeah. Uh, dude, it was. I loved it. And and for me, when you go back and you watch it again, you can really appreciate what Wes Craven was doing there. It's like I think it was didn't that was like right before Scream, like literally yeah. right before Scream. So the whole idea of being meta and, and recognizing the fact that you're in a horror movie, you know, we're, we're seeing it kind of the idea for that birth here and Wes Craven's kind of having a good time with, with let's do this. Let's bring my character to the real world. Now it's easy to watch new nightmare and and see like how he would have gone, how he would have read scream and been like, Oh yeah, this like, I want to do this. You know what I mean? Like this is right up my alley. Yeah. Um, the Freddy and New Nightmare always scared me yeah, a lot different. more. He was different, dude. He really, Robert England really did something in that movie. You know what he did is that, he, he went he did away with a lot of the cheesy one liners. Like he yeah. still said certain things, but it wasn't. It was now that now it was kind of like dripping with evil. It wasn't like cheesy or like welcome to prime time, bitch. You know, not yeah. You're not getting that. You're getting some shit where it was like, wait a second, like. Let's think about this. We all know the movie and we're comfortable sitting in a theater watching people act out the fact that this guy's killing people in their dreams. What if this was real though? Like what if that guy from the movie, the, our fear gave him enough power to come into the real world? Like what the fuck? Brilliant, dude. Brilliant. And I love it. I go back and I watch it over and over. And I'm just like, this is so good. And then I catch little things throughout it that I never caught the first time too. You know what I mean? But yeah, for me, that's another underrated sequel. Well, I feel like, I feel like that one was ahead of its time. Oh yeah. And, may, and I think that a lot of that, that's what had a lot to do with, with how it was received. You know, if new nightmare had come out like five years later, I, I don't think it would have been slammed as hard as it, as it did. You're right. You know, You're I, I feel like right. I feel like I feel like people would have embraced it a lot more because it would have been in that time where suddenly horror became very meta and you know not just scream but like I know what you did last summer and you know all those kind of movies like that 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 had this sort of uh, self awareness and, and not just the self awareness but that were like 
slick and hip and and yeah and and made it cool you know to cool or made it cool again to like these kind of movies and to go see them on the weekends with your friends and yeah well you know know what they did that kind of remember and that kind of permeated into everything it's because they they literally capitalized on the fact that just before that like the youth was saturated in Dawson's Creek, Beverly Hills, 90210. You know, all of these, these where you see younger, beautiful teens that, I mm-hmm. mean, they're interacting and you want to be a part of that crowd. Now you take those same actors and actresses, right? Uh, Party of Five and all these people. And you say, let's bring them into a genre that typically you use no name actors for, or this is where actors get their start, right? Yes. And what we're going to do is we're going to take people who are known and we're going to kind of make horror cool. Right. And, and, and the fact that, so we'll, we'll end up doing a whole episode on scream, but the fact that Kevin Williamson wrote what he did, Wes Craven got into it, the cast that they got in a time that like when we were growing up, man, that time there was something special. There was something different about the time that it was all like this magical pot. And it did, it exploded this kind of new self-aware, slasher flick for teens but updated now updated where we wanted to see it in a way that it didn't talk it didn't talk down to us exactly like 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 you just mentioned dawson's creek and i don't know if this is true for you but i used to watch dawson's creek a lot yeah and the reason i I used to the reason the reason i used to watch it the reason I was down with the creek was because I was basically Dawson. I'm obviously I was not as good looking as James <laughs> Vanderbeek, but you know I wanted I wanted to be a director like that. Yeah. I, I had this you know you knew so movies like you were yeah, a movie and, and, guy. and it was yeah. the same kind of thing. So it was like here's here's a show about a guy like me. Yeah, and they're and they're and they're so fucking verbal and so like eloquent. Yeah, and, yeah, like the words are just so beautiful, and it's like you know that's that's what when you when you're talking about making it cool and stuff that's what i mean about like not trying to talk down you know like the slasher flicks in the 80s were all you know don't have sex and don't do drugs and don't do this and don't do that you know and and the 90s were the start of the time where we didn't necessarily break the rules but we bent the hell out of them yeah and then made some of our own yeah um, and then the 90s, like that ends up, and then we're now we're just talking about the history of horror, right? Because that ends up birthing kind of like that new style of horror that would come after it. Stuff that you never would have thought of before, like Blair Witch, you know what I mean? Things like yeah. that. Um, but in terms of of sequels, <laughs> to rewind it back, man, you know, they did it. The, the, the idea with, with New Nightmare was it was meta. And I loved that about that. And I think it got hate in the beginning, but I think it's going to start or if it hasn't already start reaching this Halloween three level where people are going to go back and be like, you know, we missed that. We, we really just overlooked the brilliance of what this really is. Well, and sometimes maybe it does take a new generation to go back and take a look at it and say, you know what, this is actually good. Like it's ahead of its you know, time. This is, yeah. yeah. It's, it was, yeah. Like with Blade Runner or, you right. know, the, there's a hundred shit. You've got an Akira poster, you know, behind you like that. I mean, there's so many things that, that stand the test of time because they're ahead of their, of their time, you know? And I think that new nightmare being one of the first kind of meta movies like that does stand the test of time before that reason, because it was so ahead of its time. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Any other ones come to mind for you? Um, I have one in mind that for me, again, it's, it's one of these ones that was, it was panned originally, but now it's become, it's hitting this level of like cult classic where everyone loves it. Um, I feel like um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre three, three is, okay. one, is one like this. Um, it is, it is impossible to watch Texas Chainsaw one, two and three and, and be able to ignore the elephant in the room, which is the complete fucking tonal shift for Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. It's a fucking comedy. And that's what like, I, it's that's a the one comedy. I was talking about. That's the one I it's was talking about. It's a fucking comedy. And here's the thing. But people are I, loving it right now. I love I love Caroline Williams. She yeah. is she is yeah. one of the nicest people in the world. She's great. Dude. She gave us she gave us her fucking birthday cake, dude. She signed Ellen's copy 
of of the legend of Billie Jean. Do you know this movie? Oh my God, are you? Okay. Still, I know this movie. Yes, yes. Dude, she signed. She signed Ellen's now. copy of the Legend of Billie Jean. She's like, oh yeah, it was Girl in Truck. Like <laughs> she is so. She is just one of the nicest people that works in horror. You know. Because really, I mean, if you go to these conventions, most of these people are pretty fucking cool. They Dude, just happen to have. I have this conversation jobs, all the time. Like that horror, the horror, the community is probably the like horror itself is always like horrific. You think, ugh, right? But the community, the people in it, the people who are fans of it, is like this one of the most inclusive, loving communities I've ever been a part of ever. And I'm a Absolutely. fan of, of of like other kinds of communities, like fans of music or or comics and stuff. But the horror community is different, bro. Totally different. I, that doesn't surprise me when you tell me that they were that she's that cool. She's and and she, you know, it, it, and so the thing is, for me anyway, I I find it difficult to get with the tonal shift of yeah. Texas too. Yeah, it's not a bad movie it's by any thing. stretch of the imagination. It is its own thing. It's got a kick-ass soundtrack. Um, cast. It's got Dennis Hopper going fucking crazy, which is Fuck always yes, fun dude. to watch. Hell I mean, yeah. Uh, no matter what, but I think because of that, when Texas Chainsaw Three went back to being a straight horror movie, yeah, a lot of people, and without Toby Hooper, uh, a lot of people didn't really either didn't appreciate it or didn't see that the core of Texas Chainsaw is horror. Yeah. You know, it's Which not think, meant to be a comedy. Like it's, it's. So I think, so I think to speak to that, right. So I think that's why it's underrated is two is comedy. There's no doubt about it. That's strict comedy. However, yes. I think the reason it's, it's got this kind of, I feel like it really deserves some more respect is that there's the, the horror is there. Right. And with the horror there, when you contrast it with comedy, when you when, when you it's almost madness. It's almost absolute madness for something to be so funny and have such horrific like actual setting. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I think that's the thing that makes it work and effective. I think it, it, like if you really, really study this in terms of like, you know, they're really going all out and, and it's goofy and nonsense. I mean, it's 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 absolute yeah. bonkers. But let's think about what's really happening, okay? That's fucked up. That's some horrific fucked up shit. And the fact that you're making people laugh or even get into it on a comedy level is like, you're some fucked up people. You're fucked up in your head. You're fucked up in your head to get people into this as a comedy and they're okay with what the fuck's going on. See what I'm saying? So that's yeah. why it's it's really like to me. Yeah. I think that's super horrific. <laughs> that works. That works on so many levels, dude. You know what's funny about that is that like Texas Chainsaw Massacre Three is like fucking brutal. Yes, and like fucking hardcore. Yes, and it's just and 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 it does it in a way that like you're not expecting mm-hmm. because because you're like you're you know you're going in after having seen texas 2 and fucking thinking you're like what the oh, hell they gonna do was now? hilarious yeah it's like uh and and i think because of that you know every time they're trying to capture the lightning in a bottle that was the first texas chainsaw massacre and that's for any of these really right like yeah the, yeah the idea yeah, behind yeah, these yeah, sequels yeah, yeah. Everyone and wants so, to and sometimes sometimes they do, you know, sometimes they do. Um Evil Dead 2. Evil Dead 2 and not even and what's great about it is that some of that even goes beyond the horror genre. You oh, know, yeah. um The Road Warrior, Godfather uh, 2, Aliens, Terminator 2. Terminator 2. Um you know, those those movies do transcend the original in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um but getting back to heart, it's interesting that you said Texas two with the comedy and stuff, mm-hmm. because that's exactly what Chud two is. Really? I've never if, seen yeah. Chud two. Chud two is a fucking teen comedy, dude. And it's, really? a, I swear to, it's to funny it as hell though. It is funny as hell. That's, that's the, with that. that's the, and that's the thing is that, you know, you have a movie like I mean, you've seen Chud, right? The first yeah, Chud yes. is fucking scary, yes. dude. The first Chud is like great. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's a great movie. It's scary as hell. Like it's not it's not a comedy, 
The second one's a fucking comedy, man. I'm gonna have to check it out, dude. It's it it is, and the funny thing is, I get a lot of grief for liking Chud too. <laughs> and 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 the, the the part that's ironic is that it's always from people that like Return of the Living Dead. Really? And it's like and it's like, how do you not get okay too. because like, i love return of the living dead dude so this is gonna be interesting i'll tell you what i have next time we i talk. have i have a very i'm gonna watch it dude i have a very struggling personal relationship <laughs> with return of the <laughs> living dead so that's a whole episode by itself all, yeah that's an episode by itself right uh, there i'll take that recommendation dude and i'll check out chud too and dumb why not transition right into our next segment here? Our recommendations before we end the show, we're going to tell people what they should check out, whether it's listening to something, watch something, smoke something. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, what do you, <laughs> <laughs> what do you, do you have anything you want to recommend for people? Is there, have you seen any good movies um, good lately? Let's see. Uh, here, I got a couple for you. Netflix. All right, hit me. Netflix just dropped the first part to Arl Stein's Fear Street. <laughs> 1994. So it, people need to watch it. Mm, fucking great. Loved it. If you if, if, if loved you it, tell me that you didn't watch it just going like, wait, am I in a time machine? Because I feel like I'm watching a movie the, in the 90s. The only the okay, here's the only problem that I had with the movie. Uh-oh. And it's a it's a technical thing. It's like yeah. a technical thing. Okay. Oh, yeah. You could not put Dina 911 into a fucking pager back then, dude. You had to physically put the phone number in and then put 911 in. And you just had to know your friend's phone numbers to know who it was that was paging you. You couldn't say Dina 911. That's not That's how true. that works. That's true, dude. But it's fun, dude. It was a fun movie. So I tell oh, yeah, people dude. to check that out. Um, and the second one comes out uh, this, this Friday. Friday. Yeah. And they just keep coming out every Friday. The next, well, this one and then the next one. There's one after yep. that. Speaking of Arrow Films, did you know Arrow has its own streaming service now? Yes. Not bad. Not bad. I'll tell you right now, I jumped in on that to see what that was about. Got my, what is it, 30-day free trial. And the library is insane. Insane. Mm -hmm. Dude, the library is just absolutely bonkers. So, yeah, check that out if you get a chance as well. And lastly, have you ever heard of, and I've said this somewhere else on another show. I'm just going to tell other people here to listen to it too. Have you heard of the genre murder folk? Dude, it's no. weird, like Americana bluegrass folk music, but like all the lyrics and, and content is about like murder, murdering your wife, murdering your husband, poisoning people, killing. It sounds like stuff that you would have heard like back in like the 1890s, you know, out West or something. Um, but there's this dude named Amigo the Devil. I, uh, I, I don't know. Even, I can't remember how I came upon him, but uh, I, I came across one of his songs called Husband. And he's basically singing to this woman saying, you know, that he's, he's, he's hoping that it doesn't work out for this woman and her husband and this and that. But when it gets to the chorus, he basically says, I hope your husband dies. Just like, that's literally the chorus. I was like, what the shit? Like, it's a pretty song. It sounds nice. He's like professing his love for her. The fact that he travels all around looking for the right stone to fit her ring. And then he goes right into this chorus talking about, and I hope your husband dies. I was like, what the shit? Sold me. Jumped in on it. <laughs> Jumped in on it. Got the rest of his music. I was like, all right, this is cool stuff. Then I found out it's a genre. It's called murder folk. So check it out. <laughs> music is weird, man. What about you, dude? What are you listening to? What are you watching? Uh, let's see. Well, obviously, Fear Street. Uh, yeah. That was awesome. Loved it. Let's see. What else have we been watching? Honestly, my Netflix is just looking at me like really Stranger Things season three again. Really? I still the haven't seen time, the really? third one, dude. Isn't that crazy? Dude, you still get... God, God damn, you gotta I watch gotta that. Watch. <laughs> you gotta watch that, dude. I know, dude. It's I know. so much more horror than the other two seasons. Really? I swear to you. Yes. Wow. Okay. But uh, I'm reading this book right now. I, I read it like 20 years ago. Oh, okay. And I haven't read it since then. It's called Bite. Hmm. Uh, it's by a guy named Richard Lehman. And it's about this uh, like late 20s school teacher, right? A guy... And one night he's sitting at home and he's, there's this knock on his door and it's uh, his teenage girlfriend, like his, like his high school girlfriend. Right. Okay. Uh, and she's wearing nothing but a fucking silk bathrobe. And she comes in and she's like, I need you to help me kill a vampire. Like it's dude. And, and from then, there, it's and just, there you're gone. 
Ooh, like it's just a rocket ship from there, dude. And you nice. are off. Nice. It is. It is one of the best vampire books I've ever read in my life. It's, wow. I forgot how good it was, you know, because it's been 20 fucking years. So nice. But it's by a guy named Richard Lehman. And he is he Top, is amazing. Huh? He is just so good. Sweet. It's a great book. Sweet, sweet. So listeners, check that out. All right, I dude, bought a I, bunch of horror movies, but I haven't watched any of them <laughs> yet. So <laughs> it's like, where do you get the time when you have so much the hell going on? <coughs> you were you've been writing a book. You just killed it off. You finished it, and now you're gonna have to go into a, another mode now, the editing mode. So yep, yeah. So you're you're so busy, that, dude. Yeah, that'll be fun. You're yeah. a busy, busy dude. All right, dude, I'm out of here. I'm done. I'm all talked out. I'm all horror talked out. Yeah, I don't think I got anything else. Sweet, sweet. So uh, there you go, folks. Creepers. We hope you enjoyed that. That was Carter and Chris versus Evil. You can get more of these episodes and future uh, new episodes of this series on our Patreon, patreon.com slash history creeps. There's a whole bunch of other series on there as well. Uh, so go check that out. Uh, make sure to follow us on Facebook. And you know what? Also, Creepers, we have a message line. That's right. Remember that back in the day, dude, where you'd be following like a certain like show or something and they'd be like, hey, we have a number. Call it. You can leave us messages. We'll play it on the air. We'll, we'll answer your questions. You, you know, we'll do all that stuff. Uh, well, we have you know what just popped. You know, what just popped into my head because you said that. What's that? Do you remember one nine hundred eighty nine Maurice? <laughs> what is that from, from? Li- from little monsters dude do you, do you remember That's that it would that be at is. the beginning of the fucking videotape there and it was a know. number for you to call and fucking talk to maurice dude yes <laughs> i got so. in so much trouble for that shit. <laughs> <laughs> well we have our own we have our own number yeah. now we have a creeper call line so call tell us your paranormal experiences give us thoughts on episodes suggest future topics leave us a message want to ask us questions want us to answer questions it doesn't matter call 716 716- four two seven four three two six leave a message and uh we might play it on the show if you would prefer us not to just leave a message saying you would prefer us not to uh but we'll respond to whatever it is that you're leaving us a message to so again the number for the creeper call line is 716-427-4326 dude my i'm hoping that people like call and start leaving all their experiences and we can have a whole episode where we listen to experiences and then react to them and discuss them and talk about them yes i want to do that (laughs) and then and then tell me this wouldn't be like awesome during halloween to have a special episode where they can call in live and we'll answer and we'll answer and talk to them and they can just kind of like art bell old school art bell days was call in and like give yes you know what i mean dude yes so fucking art bell dude you know what? I just I just thought of something. Uh, recommendation. It just popped into my head. I because I haven't been in my in my off time. I've been like uh, you know running errands and trying to exercise and shit. So I've been listening to more podcasts, right? So this podcast is tangentially connected to Hellier. All right, it's one of the guys in one episode of season two of Hellier, and he's doing a podcast about the town that he lives in, in in Kentucky and all the weird shit Hmm. that's happened in this town. It's called the Penny Royal podcast. And dude, it is fucking nuts. Really? Like it, it makes Hellier look like fucking Sunday school. It is pretty insane. It's, it's really, really deep shit. Sweet. There you go, folks. Check it out. Creepers. Give us a call. We're looking to talk to you. Other than that, we're good to go. So thanks for listening. I would say, Carter, you want to take us out? Uh, Yeah, how should I do that? <laughs> tell them that we'll see them on the other side. Who cares? Whatever there you, you go. Say. I'll see you on the other side, right? <laughs> see you on the flip side. <laughs>